You know, I'm gonna give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> start laughing! And when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. But today, we're not talking history, baby. We're talking about the future because I'm pleased to introduce to you comics to watch in 2024, which doesn't really mean anything. It's not the, the boundaries <laughs> shouldn't really be this calendar year. You know, that's too much pressure to put on people. But uh, I wanted to do something like last year and this year. We did the top 10 comedy specials of the year. And then I thought, uh, you know, people generally ask who are younger people that I should keep an eye on. And uh, so I wanted to assemble my list of that. Now, there's no particular order to these. In fact, we kind of bounce back and forth uh, between people I have a little more faith in than others. Um, but uh, these are just some of the names I think you should keep an eye on. We're at a time in comedy where there's so much content being put out there and you can find your niche. So you may not agree with me on all of these. They may not be your cup of tea. Um, but there are people that, uh, I think if you, if you like stand up, maybe keep an eye on these names because don't forget folks, I did tell, uh, Paul Golzinski and Kevin Clancy, Kevin Cl Clancy in 2018, uh, that they should start something called Barstool Comedy and try to incorporate names such as uh, Shane Gillis, Andrew Schultz, Mark Norman, Joe List, Dan Soder, Stavros Halkius, uh, <laughs> some of the biggest names in comedy today, Tim Dillon, people that were nobodies. But these eyes, they may not see much, but they see talent, baby. And, uh, I, you know, I may not be a funny guy myself, but I can spot one from a mile away. So uh, that's what we're talking about today. If you guys are interested in this, um, I, there's plenty of names that I like that we may not even mention today. So make sure, you know, leave in the comments your suggestions for uh, young comics or unknown comics that people should keep an eye out for. Um, if you disagree, leave it in the comments. All of that helps the YouTube algorithm. Uh, also available wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google. However you consume this content, uh, make sure you support us. Leave a five-star review, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Easiest way to do that is blindmike.net. Um, that's where all of our links are, including where you can become a Patreon or a YouTube member. You get early access to episodes as well as bonus episodes. So consider becoming a member. Support us in 2024, baby. And if you subscribe on Patreon, um, the uh, uh, you, if you subscribe for a year, you get two months free. I always forget to mention that. And uh, if there's people that you think would like the podcast, you can get gifted memberships. So consider becoming a member on YouTube as well. All right, enough of that. Hello, Craig. Hi, Mike. How are you? Welcome to 2024. We're gonna, oh, thanks for having me, buddy. <laughs> this is going to be our Coach HP moment with David Lucas. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Coach HP said, hey, <laughs> David Lucas is the guy in 2023. In some ways, I guess he was right. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> but uh, this is what we're doing in 2024. I'm a, I'm a scout, and I'm naming my top prospects. Mm -hmm. um, how familiar with you and cutting clips were you with most of the people on this list? Uh, most of them. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into it. Who are we starting with? Colm Terrell. Yeah, so Colin Terrell put a, a half-hour special out with Gas Digital this year. And what's interesting is, like, I saw him open for uh, Luis J. Gomez when they were in Providence. And he did mostly, if not all, different material when he was opening. Um, so he's a guy that's got plenty of material, it seems like. 
um, as far as younger guys go. But he doesn't put a lot out there, which I think is a good thing, as we'll talk about today. Like, he's not particularly active on Instagram or with YouTube shorts as far as his stand-up goes. Um, he has the Column Turtle podcast that he puts out every week, and then he has this half-hour special. Um, I kind of like that in younger guys because I think it's become a trend where you see guys like, you know, we mentioned with Stavros where you blow up on TikTok and Instagram. I mean, Matt Reif's the the classic example of getting notoriety. And, and there's a lot of names that like comedy fans might not even know, but in like TikTok circles, they're the biggest TikTok comedians. So I think people see that particularly young comics and say like, well, that's a way to make it. And that's true for sure for a lot of people. But I think what it also causes is you see a lot of people putting out too much content too early, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, at the end of the day, maybe not the worst thing if it helps you develop a following, but you're allowing people to see you working on something that's not ready, which can be you know dangerous, I guess. And it's something that comedians of even 10, 15 years ago didn't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, but Colin Terrell doesn't, put too much stuff out there. He waited till he was ready. He only put a half hour out, which I kind of like in the sense that uh, it's like an advertisement for the full hour special as the first thing you put out there, the way Comedy Central used to do Comedy Central Presents. Um, So let's hear a clip of Colin Turrell. A few years ago, Donald Trump was in the news and he was in trouble. What he did was he put a load of undocumented migrants in cages A lot of those people were kids and nearly everyone was like, yo, this is messed up. You can't put kids in cages. Some people were like, fuck it. That's what you get. But most people were like, this is fucked up. And then Joe Biden was like, yo, put me in charge. I'll free these kids. And then he ran for president and he won. And he became president of the United States of America. And then... He, uh, I think he forgot. Has anyone, has anyone checked on those kids? They're all in their twenties now. <laughs> Too big for those little kid-sized cages. Just waiting. Mr. Yo, President Biden, please. And Mr. Yo, they would have been a big news campaign. They would have released them like doves at a wedding. Just open the cages. You're free. To the kitchens. Go. Go. Go earn less than everyone else. You're free now. <laughs> so I thought this half hour was, uh, it was very good. And uh, I think generally any white guy with an accent that curses, you're like, oh, I guess he's like a young Jim Jeffries. But I think the comparison does actually fit a little bit. Uh, similar style to Jim Jeffries. He also fits in very well with like the Philly guys, like uh, Tim Butterly and Mike Rainey and that crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be on their podcast a lot. And I think he, that's a pretty good comp as to like what he does. Like there's a lot of, topical stuff but in sort of a way that's palatable for anyone doesn't matter what side you're on or any of that nonsense so uh check out column turtle the column turtle podcast and check out his half hour with gas digital 30 minutes with column turtle um who do we got next are we going to jordan jensen we are going to jordan jensen another another uh member of the gas digital 30 minutes with club that came out this year um go check those out i will say though So Jordan Jensen, I've just got 
turned on to this year, actually. Like, I, he started popping up on podcasts a lot. Um, like, the, when, uh, you know, the Adam Friedland show started, she was pretty regular on there. Uh, and then I started seeing her do a ton of different podcasts. She was all over the place. And now she's on Ian Fidance's podcast with him. Um, and she put a half hour out. So I've, I saw her live at uh, Laugh Boston. She did an hour. And she was great. And she's been opening for Louie. Like, she seems like um, she's ascending pretty quickly. I will say, though, like, her half hour, I didn't like as much as Columns. And it feels very, it feels a little more scattered than when I saw her hour live. A little more all over the place and not, you know, uh, like, scatterbrained is the best way to say it. Which, if you listen to her podcast with Ian Fidance, it's very similar. So maybe that's kind of what she's going for is an all over the place thing. To me, it felt unorganized and like if she reigns that in a little bit i think she's going to be great but as far as female comics go i think she's one of the best if not uh the best young female comic working right now and has a very like guy attitude i think the reason a lot of guys say like oh women aren't funny is because they don't relate to the female comics they're referring to Mm -hmm. whereas jordan i think is coming from a more male relatable perspective so let's hear a little bit of her Matthew Perry died. That's sad. You know what I hated about it? The photo that they have of him, like every Instagram post is like him as Chandler. So it's like Chandler died, not Matthew Perry, right? It's like being like, hey, here's a photo of him the last time we cared he was alive. How about that? (laughs) And I also don't like that because like when I die, whatever, I want you to take the last photo of me ever taken. I want, I want, when I die, take a photo. However I die, it's going to be. It's going to be hanging. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I've thought about it a lot. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be hanging from a belt in a hotel room. Just mark my words. Okay. I don't know how people hang themselves from belts because it's not long enough to wrap around whatever you need. We'll talk about it. We'll research. My Instagram's going to start sending me targeted ads for like extra long belts. With, with <laughs> So, so she's very funny and very dark and not like most uh, young female comics. So I would keep an eye on her. Like I said, her 30 minutes was a little bit more all over the place than I remember um, her live show being. But I think once she figures it out, she's going to be very big. It'll be interesting to see what the industry does with her. Because I think this was a thing a few years ago where they were constantly looking for like the next female comic. Yeah. Jordan doesn't fit that mold really. Like it was Amy Schumer, then it was Nikki Glazer, then it was now like now it's kind of Taylor Tomlinson probably on that ascension. I hope well, uh, whatever female is the next Amy Schumer or Nikki Glazer realizes that once they step foot into politics, their career's done. So just don't do that. <laughs> you don't. You don't need to. Just, you don't need to get serious all of a sudden just because you get famous. Please but, don't. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan doesn't seem like that type. So it would also be great to watch her if she does get super famous. So that could be fun too. <laughs> so keep an eye on uh, Jordan Jensen and her podcast partner Ian Fidance. I'm not as familiar with his standup, mm-hmm. and I used to find him like exhausting on podcasts. And I think he's figured it out, or I've just gotten used to him, whatever it is. But like, I find him so much more entertaining when I hear him on like "Are You Garbage" and "Legion of Skanks" and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he just recorded a special recently. So I'm going to be keeping an eye out for that as well. I, I don't know much of his stand-up, but I'll be curious to see how that is. So keep an eye out for that. He's been absolutely, as well. absolutely crushing Jake Flores on Twitter lately, which has been fun. Oh, good. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, those two are blowing up and they'll get, they, they get big guests because their podcast has very good numbers. Mm-hmm. That happens to a lot of people where their podcast blows up. So then 
people go to see their stand-up shows, maybe before they're ready for that big of an audience. But I think Jordan for sure is definitely a, a great stand-up. So check her out. Um, next, friend of the show, Renan Hirschberg. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Very early uh, Blind Mike Project guest and a member of 2022's uh, top 10 specials. He was one of the best specials of 2022 and a legitimately jokes from the underground is his special on YouTube. He just recorded another one that should be coming out early in 2024. So keep an eye out for that. I think it's going to be out on his YouTube channel. So R A A N A N Hirschberg, uh, go check him out. I think he's, he might be the most underrated comic on our list. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very funny and he's friends with like list and Norman and that crew. Uh, Sam, I think he opens for Sam Marill a decent amount. And he's like on his standup is on par with those guys. I'm not going to say it's as good, but it's certainly in the same league. Um, so I'm surprised he hasn't broken out more, but, uh, take a look at a clip of his standup. I like how we pretend in society that massages aren't sexual. That's a funny lie. <laughs> Here's how you know massages are sexual. No other job did they have the idea for a happy ending. <laughs> like that, like no one at the dentist's office was ever like, hey, maybe we should jerk them off after giving them a clean. <laughs> I feel like this is where this is headed, right? <laughs> what does everyone say after a cavity filling? They're always like, what, you're going to leave me hard? This is bullshit. <laughs> He uh, he's also been opening for Louis, and um, I think uh, there's definitely some similarities there between their uh, the type of material that they do. I think we actually have two clips of him, right? We do only one, only one with let's, two uh, on this list. Let's hear the other. One. I don't know why I did that, but let's hear the other one. Well, that's why I don't like Joe Rogan. I think he's a danger to society. I do. I hate him. The only way I would even remotely consider being on his podcast is if he asked me. (laughs) Other than that, it ain't fucking happening, okay? It ain't happening. For me to abandon my principles, either him or someone on his staff would have to respond to my many emails begging to get on. That's another thing about Ronan too is he's super left leaning, like like no question about it. But similar to like I think with Patton Oswalt when he was younger is like that's it's very clear how he's voting, but he also doesn't alienate half the audience. Like he calls out the idiocy on both sides and makes fun of himself and his own ideology. Um, so that that's something I like about Ronan too. Like I said, uh, I love Patton Oswalt when he was young. I love this stand-up kind of for that reason. It's like, you could tell where he stands. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. But still, you know, it, it makes funny commentary on it. And I see a lot of that in run on. Yeah. There was an event in Patton's life that some say changed everything about him. Well, that's not for, that's not, not for this program, <laughs> you know, Craig's theories on that. We'll do that someday. <laughs> someday. <laughs> um, right, who are we going to now? Next, our, uh, our second one I would consider from like the Matt and Shane group. Uh, Chris O'Connor. Oh, Chris O'Connor. Yeah. So I've seen Chris O'Connor open a few times, both for Shane Gillis and Andrew Santino. And I think his material is great. That's mm-hmm. a, he's another one. Like I think he's right on the cusp of blowing up like stuff. Island does very well. His podcast with Tommy Pope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whenever he decides to put out a special, uh, it's going to be very good. It's 
like he he has a weird brain kind of similar to Mike Racine who probably also could have been on this list. I don't think we have any clips of him, but uh, check out Mike Racine, but he's similar to Mike Racine in the sense that like he, he approaches things in a funny, weird way. Like he'll talk about topics that have been broached before, like his premises um, may not always be original, but his take on them is incredibly original. And he's one of my favorite podcast guests. I always enjoy when he's on whatever. Yeah, very similar to d- demeanor to like I would say Gillis O'Connor, Tim Butterly, mm-hmm. and Mike Rainey. Yep, uh, have a very similar demeanor. And uh, McCusker, obviously, mm-hmm. very similar demeanor and cadence and style. They're all individually great comics, but you can definitely tell a similarity. But here's a little of uh, Chris O'Connor. No, she was me. I forgot she was me. She's a terrible person. She made me go through the love language. Has anyone ever been fucking waterboarded by this bullshit before? She was like, yeah. She was like, my love languages are acts of service and words of affirmation. It's like, I promise you they're not. I promise you they are not. I've affirmed with words before. It does not work. It doesn't work. Her love language is not on the list. Her love language is threatening things of value. (laughs) That's where they find something that you love and then threaten to destroy it. To see if you love it more than them. Yeah. She used to break my shit. You guys ever date anyone who breaks your shit? (laughs) No, everyone in this basement doing pretty good. (laughs) That or you're sitting next to him right now and you're like, no, that's fine. Uh, just move on. Just no, it changes every relationship fight because you'd be like, "I'm fucking done. I'm out of here." She's like, "I'm gonna smash your TV." You're like, okay, we can work this out. Just hang in there. <laughs> she used to watch the movie The Notebook at me. <laughs> it was fucked up. She would turn on the Notebook and just look at me. I'm like, why can't you be more like him? We're any more like this guy. And I don't know, I watch that movie and I feel like I am that guy. <laughs> or at least I'm more like that guy than she thinks. Because I don't know if you remember the movie The Notebook, but the whole movie is just a dude trying to remind a mental patient <laughs> that they're fucking still dating. That was me every night. I'd be like, no, no, it's me, Chris, remember? We're in love. <laughs> I'd have to show her like pictures of trips we went on. Like, remember Ireland? That was fun. <laughs> I don't recognize you. <laughs> Yards. <laughs> yeah, so everything, I mean, you can, I think you can tell exactly what I'm talking about. And everything down, all the way down to like his exaggeration of ex- describing his feelings, like saying, has anyone ever been waterboarded with that? <laughs> <laughs> Just the way he talks, there's, there's a little Larry David to him where he's like, kind of miserable but you understand his like you empathize with his misery he's bringing <laughs> something out of you that you didn't even realize you felt about a otherwise boring situation i like know? i like your the larry david comparison except he does it with a smile on his face like can you guys believe this happened to me yeah <laughs> yeah he's a he's an innocent boy like if larry yeah. david charmed you with his <laughs> <laughs> with his youthfulness um so yeah i think i think o'connor's like right on the Oh, he's for breaking. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see him have like a Netflix half hour soon or maybe something mm-hmm. like that. Um, unless he chooses to put it out on his own first. But yeah, I think he's on the brink of breakout. So check out Chris O'Connor. Like I said, Stuff Island podcast. But uh, same with all these guys. If they come to your town, I don't know how much he's headlining because I see I've seen him open a bunch. 
Um, but all these guys, if they come to your town, keep an eye out for them. Yeah. And the nice thing about a lot of these guys, is they're still playing maybe smaller clubs, which is generally a much better setting for comedy than oh yeah, uh, most theaters or bigger venues. The best. Like uh, Skanks for the Memories, I always bring it up, is in a club in Colorado, and it's just yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I saw I saw um, a tell at a theater once, and it just didn't feel right. <laughs> it was just like, well, the, you know what's nice in Boston at the Wilbur is it's set up like a comedy club. Yeah. Like the floor level is a comedy club essentially, and they just happen to have two balconies. The floor level is a comedy club, and the in the upper level is so steep, it's yeah. almost like they're right there with you, right on top. Of yeah. You. Um. Next, uh, Tom Thacker. Tom Th- Tom Takar. Takar. Yeah, your oh. mispronunciation almost tricked me. Oh. <laughs> Excuse um, me. This is one of the ones I was not familiar with. Tom Takar formally wisely changed his name because his name uh, originally was Tom Brady. Which, uh, <laughs> could be difficult for a Google search. Wow, what a what a change! You go from Brady to that. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, so he's uh, he's half Indian, mm-hmm. um, which he he doesn't harp on a lot. And I've heard him on podcasts saying like maybe I just should because it'd probably be better for my career. <laughs> just like uh, I don't know, man. Indian comic. If if people are driving by a club and they see Tom Brady's coming, they might buy tickets. It's a good point. Yeah, it was just harder to uh, for you know search engine optimization. It was a little difficult. <laughs> a bunch of guys with Tom Brady's coming to town. <laughs> bunch of guys with eye black go and and watch <laughs> stand up. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, Tom Takar had a special uh, come out in 2023. Um, I liked it a lot. There were actually what kept it off my list that we did was actually like a few weird editing things. Like he repeated himself once or twice. It was a little strange. So. You know, I marked it down in my book, <laughs> and uh, but I I think I think he's really funny. He's another guy I kind of found through Are You Garbage, and uh, so Tom Tom Takar definitely someone that uh, I enjoyed. Let's hear a little bit of his story. I will say this: I don't think you need a dad as much as you used to. You know, <laughs> you need a mom for sure, but like like for love and stuff, but like. <laughs> But I grew up without a dad, and, like, I had to learn how to tie a tie a few weeks ago, and I didn't know how to do it because I didn't have a dad to teach me, but then I found this guy on YouTube, this old dude, and he taught me, and now he's my dad. Um, I have a YouTube dad. You can just pick a guy and make him your dad on YouTube. It's great. Just write on all of his videos. Thanks, Dad. You know? He's your dad now. So yeah, you could probably see why I relate to him a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> but his, his story with his dad, uh, is very interesting because his dad was a real hunk of shit and he had to deal with a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, stuff after his dad died. He actually did a very good episode of the honeydew with Ryan Sickler, where he gets very deep into some of the stuff with his family. Um, so Tom Takar, go check him out. Uh, one of my favorites on this list, like I said, he had a special come out last year that I thought was very good, uh, on his YouTube channel. So go check that out, that out as well. Um, next, uh, maybe another last name I'm going to screw up, but Keegan Tyndall, Tyndall, Keegan Tyndall, Tyndall. This is, this is a real gamble that I'm taking. This is probably the biggest gamble on the list. Cause I don't know a ton of his standup actually. This is like a. You know, this is when you see a prospect in the batting cages. And you're like, I'm going to take a flyer on this guy. <laughs> so I heard about him. Joe List had him on Mindful Metal Jacket, which is like a mental health podcast. And this kid, Keegan Tindall, is only 21 years old, maybe 22 now. 
And he immediately like was busting Joe's balls, felt like a guy that was just in the mix as a comic. He didn't seem like a young, intimidated guy who was, you know, dutiful to Joe and thankful for having him on the podcast. He seemed like a real ball buster and a very funny kid. Um, also has an interesting story cause he was burned alive. <laughs> he, uh, was in a car accident where he caught, caught fire and had to have all kinds of skin grafts. Um, so he has an interesting story to tell for sure. But, uh, yeah, I've seen a few of his, he actually has a big Instagram following, uh, mostly cause he does like sketches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has a few stand up clips. So let's check one of them out. Like Frankenstein, right? In the movie, his weakness is fire. That's everything's weakness, man. <laughs> Put anything on fire, it'll be different after. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like me saying my weakness is poison. <laughs> like, you pour me a cup of coffee, and I go, don't put bleach in that. <laughs> you know why? You go, that's my weakness. <laughs> that makes me weak. And I'm not falling for it again. You know what his second weakness is? Is he doesn't like how he looks. Like, so if you show him a mirror, he'll freak out. So just a bullet point, Frankenstein's weaknesses are the most destructive element, and then he's got body dysmorphia. <laughs> All you need to defeat Frankenstein is a lighter and a comment on his recent weight gain. <laughs> he called it. Is somebody awing for Frankenstein? He's not real. He's not real! I'm cool, I'm professional. I do enjoy that uh, where he paused and then screamed, it's not real. In parentheses on the video, he wrote, trying to think of something clever, and he didn't. So he just yelled <laughs> it again louder. Yeah, he, he's, he's a ball buster. He seems like a real comic. Like, he's got good stage presence and everything. Like, he seems uh, ahead of his years. Um, very young kid. Like I said, I'm, I'm taking a flyer on him. But uh, I find him to be very funny. You could also, I don't know if you heard, caught this, like, just in his voice and his cadence, a little headbergy. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah, that is fire. That's everybody's weakness. <laughs> uh, so yeah, maybe He's, maybe a little bit of Mitch Hedberg in there, but uh, I like Keegan Tindall from what I've seen on Instagram. Go follow his Instagram, and we'll see. Maybe we'll hear his name someday. That's my. He'll, he'll be in single A ball. That's my <laughs> a guy I've I got, got my eye on. <laughs> I like blind my comedy scout. <laughs> that's right uh next would be what i would consider the third from the matt and shane universe and that's the guard a lot, dog. A, a, lot, a lot in that philly crew that i like it's interesting it's the first time like, you hear a lot about the boston crew mm-hmm. um from like the 80s yeah you know steve sweeney and don gavin and like leary and lenny clark and stephen wright and uh, this is the you know th- there's some of that in like San Francisco and Chicago and um, Boston had like uh, two of those though. Yeah, there was there was, uh, there was Texas with uh, Kinnison and back mm-hmm. and uh, Bill Hicks back in the day, and now you've obviously got the whole Rogan thing happening. Um, but F- Philly, this is uh, Philly's comedy boom in a way. So who are we talking about now? Sean Gardini, the guard dog. Sean Gardini, the guard dog. Most of you would know him from Man Shane's Secret Podcast. He's a producer. He's another guy that hasn't put a ton of, put in a ton of stand up out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's one clip that he did put. Well, this was uh, right after the Super Bowl last year mm-hmm. when Craig and Jerry were outraged that uh, <laughs> the likes of Fifty Cent took the stage. I loved that halftime show. I fought Jerry on that. <laughs> Good. Well, so yeah, some didn't, and Gardini's reacting to that. I, mean, I know a lot of people who thought the Super Bowl halftime show was too black, and I think that's very funny. How about you guys? 
Uh, I mean, uh, can you imagine getting halfway through the Super Bowl? (laughs) Being like, wait a second, when the fuck did all these black guys get here? (laughs) I don't come to the National Football League to watch black guys. Yeah, so I think Gardini is definitely set up for success. He just moved to Austin with uh, McCusker and Gillis and all those guys. Yeah, um, and you know he's a, he's got a built-in audience with Man Shane, so yeah. uh, those it, fans will definitely be keeping an eye on. I remember when um, Lemare first, oh, well, maybe possibly get to him. Spoilers <laughs> when he first got fired as the producer yeah. for Matt and Shane's, and they hired him. They yeah. found out afterwards that he was a stand-up, and they were like, "This is what I didn't want." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's very, very monotone, very dry, like um, almost like a much less confident Todd Berry is kind of how his delivery is. Honestly, like I, I got that. That makes sense, too, but also a less confident McCusker. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the thing. What I like about all those guys, McCusker, Shane, Gardini, O'Connor, is they, they'll attack like social issues from the angle of being the most funny. Right. A little, there's a little Patrice in that way where it's like, let me talk about this in the most funny way possible. And then eventually you kind of, you'll kind of see the point that I'm making as well, but it's not about the point that I'm making. It's about making you laugh, like an observation where you're like, oh, fuck, it never hit me that way, you know? Yeah. I like Sean Gardini. He's very funny. He always, uh, he's always very funny. Uh, next. Another guy who's smart about it, not putting too many clips correct. on Instagram or anything. I like when Sa- they, saving it. I like when they, like comics put out, um, like a joke that fell apart or like crowd work or something that's not going to be on their special, just to kind of get an idea of what they're like. But Norton does that a lot. And what Joe, Joe list has recently been doing this where he'll release a big chunk of crowd work mm-hmm. and title it like my worst crowd work. <laughs> and the whole thing, like he's like, wouldn't it be great if I put out a special like this where I'm like, uh, Oh, you're wearing a whaler's hat. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm just kind of, you know, shooting the shit with the crowd, but doesn't have much material. <laughs> I watched, uh, by the way, after, uh, yeah, after your, your top 10 specials of 2023, I watched his special. Yes. It was yeah. so funny how much confidence he doesn't have. <laughs> Cause he's like, am I bombing? <laughs> yeah. But what's great about that is you can tell by watching his new stuff versus his old stuff. He is much more confident. Mm-hmm. That's what's, that's what I think is involved about his act, but yeah. we're not here to talk about that. Joe list has made it. God damn it. We're here to pump these guys up. Uh, next, a last name I'm going to have trouble with Allie. Um, Allie Mikofsky. I would have got it right. Damn it. All right. <laughs> the one. <laughs> Allie Mikofsky, another young, great female comic. I've seen her a couple times at Skankfest. Um, and she killed, she's a Kiltony alum, actually. Mm. Uh, she was a regular on Kiltony, then started opening for Rogan. And uh, her stuff that I saw at Skankfest is great. Like, if she puts an hour out at some point this year, um, I think it'll wind up on our top 10 at the end of the year. Uh, she's got some very funny stuff. Let's hear a clip of hers from her Instagram. Every time I visit my grandma, she says the saddest shit I've ever heard. She's like, I can't wait to see my husband again. I'm like, he might not be waiting for you. (laughs) He's been gone for a long time. Have you ever been on a 
study abroad trip, anything goes. He's on the ultimate study abroad trip. The great abroad. Every time I visit her, it's all she talks about. She's miserable. She hates being alive. She's miserable. All she talks about is dying. At this point, I'm like, don't talk about it. Be about it, bitch. Show some follow-through. It's embarrassing. We had two years of a pandemic, and you chose to be a fighter? Is all you've ever wanted, all you've ever dreamed of. Why'd you get the booster, bitch? That would be like the funniest thing to say to an old lady because they're so <laughs> religious. No, 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 just like, uh, what if he's not waiting for you because they're so religious that they're like, he's waiting. I know it. <laughs> she, uh, and I, I don't know how clearly it comes through in that clip, but she's got kind of a goofy, unique voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, her opener when I saw her was, uh, sorry, I sound like this. I have fat parents. <laughs> 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 That's very funny. Just a very, very funny slant on on how that happened. <laughs> That's very funny. But, but yeah, I th- I think Allie's hysterical, much like Jordan. Not the typical what well, what the typical female comedian has become. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, I know I know Adrian Appalucci just recorded the special as well. I think it's produced by Ari Shafir and Louis C.K. Um, so keep an eye out for that as far as uh, these broads go. But yeah, if Ali Mikowski decides to put an hour or a half hour out or something this year, um, I think it'll be uh, very good. So make sure you keep an eye out for Ali Mikowski. Uh Next, we have Derek Gaines. Derek Gaines, I'm taking a little more of a flyer on because I'm less familiar with his stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through a lot of his uh, Instagram clips, but there's a... L- I've heard him on podcasts recently and just seems very naturally conversationally funny. Yeah. Um, and, and I like the clips of his standup that I saw. So I'm, I'm taking another gamble on this gentleman. You have notes in a black commercial. They always got a song playing because they don't think we understand advertisements without jingles and shit. <laughs> you ever hear the jingle we get when it's time to eat? It's always a little fucked up. It's always like, Everybody's happy that mama done made them biscuits And the baby's gonna have himself a biscuit today <laughs> What the fuck was that? <laughs> Everybody's happy that mama done made them biscuits And the baby's gonna have himself a biscuit What the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck you saying this shit to? <laughs> we not barbarians and if you smoke as much weed as I do, you start hearing the real words of that shit. It's never good for us. So it's some Tyler Perry plot we coming out of. So it's like, everybody's happy that daddy stopped beating mama. And the see domestic violence this year. What? Who the fuck beating up mama, nigga? It's Christmas. Look. <laughs> I look scarred by what I'm saying. I'll do another one. Everybody's <laughs> happy that mama's off them narcotics and the baby's gonna have some drug-free breast milk today. What? The fuck? <laughs> Cor- corrupted breast milk? No! Some of y'all still look a little fucked up. I do know. Everybody's happy that Nana done got glaucoma and the family's gonna be rolling legal doobies today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that's what I love about like Patrice and Chappelle is calling out like white shit where we think we're being progressive <laughs> yeah. because like as m- more reasonable white guys will be like do they notice 
that we're just pandering to them. <laughs> and guys like Derek Gaines are like, yeah, no, we notice. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We figured it out pretty quickly. <laughs> because that's a, that's a thing I did. I, you hear those commercials all the time. Yes. <laughs> I, I, like, I don't know what commercial he's talking about, but I know exactly what commercial he's talking about. Right. It could be many things. Like, oh, you're doing this because you think like this is what black people are. It's like a Campbell's <laughs> it's very soup. Funny. It's like a Campbell's soup commercial. <laughs> yeah, or Popeye's chicken or something like that. Pills, yeah. Pillsbury something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I Derek Gaines, like I said, I'm less familiar with his stand-up, but from what I've heard of podcasts and the clips I've seen of him, uh, could definitely be something. He's got a he's got a unique voice there that I like a lot. Uh, next, we have Aaron Weber. Aaron Weber, so I, I just found him on the Nate Land podcast, Nate Brigetti's podcast, which is a clean show. As, uh, yeah, I found him in a s- single A comedy circuit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy is good. I like the idea of me wearing like a, you know, like my Yankees polo. <laughs> when you'd have some sort of credentials around your neck. <laughs> Doing gum. Oh my God, this kid's got it. <laughs> you, got, you got one of those like rain jackets on. They always got yeah. it. <laughs> Look at the way he brought up Trump, but it's not even people don't even notice it's political. Like, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's good. Let me jot that down. That's that's this kid's good. He's got it. I mean, I think I'm gonna bring him to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, Aaron Weber. I want to throw a clean comic on here. Um Aaron Weber's younger comic, he's my age, actually. I think he's 32, 33 years old. Um, and uh I found him on Nate Land. He was on the fully loaded tour with Burt Kreischer this year. Um Another guy that I wouldn't be surprised if he had something in the works with like Netflix, particularly because he's clean. And I feel like we get less and less of that. Like, I think when we play this clip, you'll hear a little maybe Nate or Regan in there, which uh, there's not as much of in this generation. So I always try to. You know, when I'm scouting, I try to keep an eye out for these guys. <laughs> he was at like a, a lefty state. specialist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what a clean comic is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 it's like a middle reliever. <laughs> he was at a gas station the other day. He texted me out of nowhere. He said, "Hey, man, are you a bugles guy?" <laughs> I know what he means, but isn't that such a funny way to ask? <laughs> If I like bugles, am I a bugles guy? I'll eat them. I don't know if it's part of who I am as a human being. You got a bag on me, I'll take a handful. I don't think it'll be on my headstone when I die that I was a bugles guy. Let me tell you something about me. I'm a Christian. I'm an American. By God, I'm a bugles guy. That's all you need to know about me. If you were to be the guy of a snack, that's probably the, like the weirdest one to be. Because you know a Bugles guy is just, I mean, all day he's got one on every finger. And he's just, that's just anybody need their back scratched down here? Because <laughs> I'm a Bugles guy. You can hear there a little Seinfeldy Regany where you're just taking yeah. something so minute and picking it apart like that. Right. It's like Gaffigan with food. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he started headlining. Like he was in. I I didn't catch him when he was up here, but he was at Laugh Boston not too long ago. Um, so keep out, keep an eye out for Aaron Weber. This kid's going places. <laughs> Next, the fourth from the Matt and Shane tree, Lamare yes. Lee. Yeah, another uh, current Matt and Shane producer. Um, when I fell in love with Lemare Lee is when I found out that uh, him and Shane were hanging out with a bunch of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, the Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah, and Shane overheard him turn to a player and say, "So, other than us being black, what do you think you and I have in common?" 
just a guy he's never met before on the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole uh, go back and find that episode because him playing like Dance Dance Revolution or whatever it was in front yeah. of the whole team and sweating is very funny. <laughs> Yeah, so Lamarly kind of go like a black nerd type of oh, vibes that he gives off. Total black dork. Yeah, so maybe a little uh, Donald Glovery yeah. from uh, the special weirdo. Yep. Um, but let's hear a little Lamare. The coolest flag is the Confederate flag. <laughs> it's the coolest flag. It's hard to deny. The Confederate flag is the only flag that sold more merch than the American flag. It's the number one. <laughs> I mean, not just like I talked about with the other Philly guys, where you're coming out of the from the perspective of funny, where it's like I'm, I guess I'm technically making a point, but mostly this is about laughing at me. Lamar <laughs> always makes me laugh. Yeah, so that'll be, yeah, I think uh, Man Shane of two, it was funny, I was listening to uh, uh, Stavros's, or Stavros was on uh, Are You Garbage, I think, and they were talking about Toby McMullen, Gardini, and uh, Stavros's podcaster, Eldis, and they were like, these fucking morons hold millions of downloads in their hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, the podcasting industry goes belly up if these idiots get into a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, Toby Toby McMullen's another guy, like a young comic, the producer for Are You Garbage, that I think is good. He didn't have a ton of stuff out there as far as stand-up clips, so I didn't include him on this, but that is kind of a good way to find these younger comics, is like they generally produce for much bigger podcasts when they're young. So right. um next uh we have Shane Torres. Yeah, Shane Torres has a special out right now that you can watch if you're listening to this called Blue-Eyed Mexican. It's on YouTube. It was produced <laughs> by Burt Kreischer. Yeah. And uh, he's been like Doug Stanhope and Kreischer and a lot of these like big guys have uh, pumped up Shane Torres. And I checked him out recently and I do like him a lot. And I think that's a guy that's kind of on the ascension. So uh, check out his spot, his comedy special that came out on YouTube at the end of the year on Burt Kreischer's channel. And here's a little Shane Torres. Any grown men in here take baths? Ugh. You're going to draw a bath and then stick your fingers in like, not quite yet. Not ready for this little tea bag. And then you're going to strip down to your disgusting nude male... Every man's nude body looks like it was dropped on the floor. Uh, have, you, have you seen these things? They're fucking disgusting. Covered in hair and dirty in the corner. Stop. Yeah, so Shane, Shane kind of similar to uh, one of the guys we're going to talk about uh, at the end here. Um, I think it's pretty clear, like he's on the ascension like he's on right on the brink of uh becoming a much bigger headliner so check out shane torres yeah burt talks about him a lot 
Kreischer, Kreischer loves him, which I know for a lot of you guys, that's probably not a great barometer necessarily. I know people don't, uh, you're, you know, you're either on one side of Bert Kreischer or the other. Yeah. I outwardly made a noise when you said he produced a special. I was like, uh. <laughs> well, but listen, like, look at who Bert picks for like fully loaded. Like it's all mm-hmm. murderers. Like he brings a lot of great comics on that with him. So yeah, I think he gets a bad rap that regard because it's like i agree i i don't hate bird crusher's stand-up so whatever that says about this list if you think my opinion's idiotic mm. then uh maybe I you d- won't agree with me on a lot of these choices i don't i don't hate bert's stand-up i i don't it's not my favorite i don't hate it but like sometimes on podcasts he can be a lot that's more or less where i can they understand hate. that i think that's I can, where the hate can, comes from that. yeah like when he laugh talks uh, and you're like how is it that funny <laughs> uh we have what two left two left so this next one, I don't even know if it counts because I've been pumping this guy up so much. He's quite if, famous, yeah. <laughs> if you've listened to me talk, I was gonna actually going to ask you, does he qualify for this, do you think? Um, he might. He's he, what, what, Maybe for his stand-up. Me, for his stand-up. What, yeah, what bugged me is like his YouTube special, White Immigrant, uh, didn't do what his career, for, for his career that... Uh, a lot of these guys got like Gillis and Stavros and Schultz and all of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not saying he's in Shane Gillis's category, but like, I think he's a very funny standup and his sketches get a lot of credit uh, online, but I feel like his standup deserves more. And of course we're talking about the great Ryan Long, um, who, what well, you know, like I said, I don't know that he qualifies for this, but he's certainly not a household name. Well, so if you haven't checked out his comedy, uh, you should, because he puts out great clips like this. I said, I did say I was like, oh, I'm not sure if he qualifies, but he's mostly known for his sketches that he films, not necessarily his stand-up. So I think right, it qualifies. Right, his podcast, the boys cast is like successful, but it's not massive. Right. So he's, he's got room to grow. A couple years ago, my uncle died. Then we never told my grandmother because she was about to die, but then she never died. <laughs> so it kind of just became a secret in the family that her son's dead. So a family thinks she'd be like, where is he? He never visits anymore. And we'd have to be like, that piece of shit. (laughs) He is dead to us. Let's never speak his name again. But then she died. So happy ending, the whole thing. (laughs) And she had dementia near the end. I know everyone has anxiety now, but dementia is like a real one, and it's actually pretty bad. Um, I remember the doctor goes, you can go visit her, but she won't remember you. And I went in there, and she goes, I remember you're the guy that keeps stealing from me. And I had to go back to the doctor, like, what the fuck is this shit? You said she's not going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan's very funny, and, I, and he's very successful, so maybe he doesn't uh, belong on this list necessarily. Maybe you could say he's already popped, but his stand-up definitely deserves more pub. So go check out White Immigrant on YouTube, and I assume we'll be putting out something in the uh, not, not too distant future. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, and the great Ryan Long. And then lastly, this is one on the border of not counting either, because this is probably the, like the hottest guy of the year, as far as like, you know, must watch lists go and stuff like that. Um, once he did Rogan, it kind of solidified him, but I would say man, Shane really popped him. Yep. Um, I was going to say the, the-, the fourth or fifth Matt and Shane guy, depending if you count call him Terrell or not. Uh Yeah. Uh, well, even, I would even say, if, depending if you count Sam Talent or not as well, well he's not his, a direct descendant. But. Um, well, where do you know where his special's coming out? As a matter of fact, I do. It's going to be on the Matt and Shane's uh, secret podcast YouTube channel. So I'm going to say it counts. 
All right. Um, so yeah, Sam Town. Man, Shane really feeding this list this year. Yeah. Uh, so check out uh, Sam Talent's new comedy special that we will uh, play the trailer for, and then we'll talk more about him. No, I think he just had a seizure. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> a little bitch with your weird brain. Get out of here. You're not ready to hang out in the dog pit. Get out of here. Bearded man, drinking booze, broken leg. That's what I... I get to fuck my buddy and his pussy? My dad barebacked my mom. And then 15 months later, I came screaming out of her. I'm a man. I bleed blood. Yes, indeed. I come jizz. Yummy, yummy. Let me lash. You see the Sam Talon special? He made fun of a dead child. So this is already available on YouTube, but as we're recording it, it's not yet. It comes out uh, the day after Christmas. We're recording a few days before that, so I couldn't give uh, an official review. Um, but definitely go check out Sam's special on Matt and Shane's YouTube page. But uh, I saw Sam at Skankfest, and it was a show where, like, so at Skankfest, they have to, like, mix and match people because people mm-hmm. are, you know, the talent is running around all day doing different shows and stuff. Yep. So sometimes they'll advertise something like, for example, the show I was at was Ari Shafir and Friends, and it was a stand-up show. And then a host I had never heard of in my life came out, and it was like, he's like, hey, Ari's not here. <laughs> and you're kind of like, oh, what the fuck? And then the, the show felt very weird, and it kind of, like, there wasn't a lot of energy in the room. And then Sam came out and just played to the fact that it was like dead in there and that woke everyone up and just changed the atmosphere of the room entirely. Like he crushed. It was cool to watch. Um, and a lot of people have compared <clears throat> because of the connection. A lot of people have said Sam is like the next Shane Gillis. Mm. The comparison I see more when I watch his stuff is like, he reminds me a lot of Gary Gullman in the way that he speaks and like, and like a little Regan as well. Like, there's a, a hostility somewhere in there, but you have to dig a little bit to find it. It's not right on the surface where like he'll talk about issues where clearly it comes from a place of anger. But if you're just listening to like his tone and the way he delivers these lines, you, you think of him as like a happier guy. And that reminded me a lot of like Regan and Gullman and Gaffigan to an extent. Um, so he's kind of a mix of both like a, uh, Stan Hope or a Shane Gillis and like Regan Gullman Gaffigan. So somewhere in the middle of there, you'll find Sam Talent. So I think he's definitely about to uh, blow up as well. If he hasn't already, that's the funny thing is like by the time this comes out, his specials probably already got 2 million views or something. So the, 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 the trailer itself, I, I didn't particularly enjoy. It didn't really, uh, it just seemed like you want to do drugs and watch me tell jokes. <laughs> yeah. I think comedy trailers, and that's why I almost didn't even play. I almost just sent a clip of his stand up, but I figured we're talking about the special. So we might as well play that. Yeah. But I hate stand up trailers in general. They're yeah. Not a, it's a, it's a, it's a super cut of wacky things. The person's saying I do. What I did like about it is like the outdoor noise. Cause he's from like lives in the woods of Colorado. Mm-hmm. 
And I liked like the very outdoorsy noise they put in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the comedy trailers in general suck because either it's one joke from the special, which isn't necessarily a barometer <laughs> or it's just a super cut of like zany things. They're saying yeah, within it. Yeah. I was going to say like punch lines with no context and you just hear people laughing. And you're like, I wonder why that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, check out Sam talent. Craig thinks he's terrible. Apparently I didn't say that. It's a thumbs down from Craig, but uh, I think it'll be good. So check it out. I said, I didn't, uh, particularly care for the trailer. Oh, hey, sorry. Uh, We can't all be fucking scouts, man. (laughs) If I would, you don't have what it takes. If I was going to put my scout cap on, uh, give me your clipboard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tim Butterly. Oh, I meant to, I, I know I mentioned his name, but. Uh, the reason Tim Butterly's not on this list is only because he has no stand-up clips available. But uh, we saw him open for McCusker not that long ago, and it was destroyed. so fucking funny. And we yeah. talked to him for a few minutes after, and he was just cool as shit. So, Super nice guy, yeah. Um, so, just, yeah, check it. I mean, like I said, there's a bunch of guys that could and should qualify. Like I said about Racine also. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Racine has a comedy special coming out this year that I would check out. I just didn't want this to be a four-hour episode. Here's another comic I like. Yeah, I think Butterly would probably have uh, 30 minutes on Gas Digital if I was to guess this year. If they if they do another crop, I'd be surprised if he wasn't part of that. Yeah, he's, I agree. He is so funny. Just the way he talks and delivers everything. He's kind of like, he's kind of got the Hedberg... Um, uh, Kate, like, like sound, like he's just like, is this guy like fucked up right now? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's so funny, and it was cool watching him open for McCusker because it was like this is the same again, this same type of guy but very different, you know? Right. Um. So yeah, check out all these guys. Let me know who you who you like. If you become a fan of any of these, leave a comment. Um. Uh. You know, debate the list in the comments because apparently that helps the algorithm. You get a good debate going. That's what we want down there. Anyone we uh, miss, tell us about it. Yeah, let us know. Just throw a bunch of names, you know? <laughs> comment comment below and just say like, hey, Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, <laughs> you guys Matt <laughs> Rife. Names that'll get the algorithm going, yeah, you know? I, I really think uh, Shane Gillis's next special is going to pop, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let me know what you guys think. We appreciate all the support uh, in 2023. We hope that continues in 2024. We appreciate you guys. If you want to subscribe, uh, either to Patreon or become a YouTube member, um, feel free to do that. You get bonus episodes of Why You Laughing as well as early releases. And uh, the best place to find those links and all the free links are blindmike.net. You can also find Who Are These Socials that I do every Thursday at 6 with Carl. You can find the links to that at blindmike.net as well as Blind Mike Project, which I do Sundays at 10 a.m. with Craig. And uh, if you missed it, based on when this comes out, uh, I think we have a special end of the year award show hosted by the great David Collins. So make sure you check that out. Um, so we appreciate you guys. Thanks for all the support in 2023. And uh, we will be back to our regular. I know the last couple episodes aren't usually what we do. We'll be back to normal next week. So don't you worry about that. And we'll talk to you later on. Why are you laughing? Zip it up and zip it out. Yeah.